It's the most exciting time of year. Uh, it's the NFL preview, and the Polish Guy podcasting, and as always, fresh off of hiding the gun that killed Odin Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you feel safe now. We're in an undisclosed location, so I you know, cannot I'm be found. I'm able to pop my head back up in public again. But I was able to track hack down for our annual NFL preview podcast as. Uh, this morning, though, we did just come back from our uh, our ten bill appreciation <laughs> vigil. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm so heartbroken. It just feels fitting that we have to start with the AFC East. Uh, <laughs> That'll make me want to cry too. <laughs> it does. I have uh, <laughs> I have I have the AFC West is uh, are the AFC East. Uh, I'm the AFC, well, I'm the AFC West is the only two, only division winning less games. <laughs> but the only reason why the AFC East wins so many games is because of the Pats. So this is, they're the AFC least. Um, and we will go, folks, if you're not familiar with this podcast, it's a very simple NFL, po- pre- NFL preview podcast where we go through every single team. We start in alphabetical order. We go in alphabetical order per division. Uh, there's no judging here except when we tell you what your record is going to be. <laughs> and I'm in the wrong place, though. <laughs> okay, there's plenty of judging. Yeah, there's a lot of it. I mean, uh, you I, just can't get over it. I, just, I was trying to bring other people in, and you just killed it. I know. Well, you know. That's what I'm here for. No, that's good. I am a gun hider. You are a gun, gun hider. hider so. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be using the words killed it around here. <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but, very simple. This is the AF- AFC version. Each po- There's two podcasts that are going to be recorded today. This is the AFC version, and it'll be an hour and a half or whatever. Um and then we'll have another one. At the, end of the, at the end of the second podcast is where we give our playoff predictions. And just have a grand old time. So I'm glad that we're getting the worst out of the way. Let's start with the AFCs. Buffalo Bills. Oh. Yeah, but that pretty much sums it up right there. The dead silence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doug Marone's going to have a job ahead of him for year one here. I, I hope this is a situation where... A young coach gets his three years because um, he's going to need it. Now, the good thing about this offseason is it felt like an offseason with a plan. And E.J. Manuel looked good. Yeah, he did. He, he looked good. He and looked then, really then, then he needed minor knee surgery. <laughs> because, is there anything really... And then like, they lost Stefan Gilmore for six to eight weeks. And yeah, and Jarius Bird doesn't like the team anymore. <laughs> and as Willis McGahey says, there's only an Applebee's. 
I this is not the year uh, that the longest playoff drought in the NFL now ends. And it, 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 can you see any scenario of that happening? Um, if Jeff Tool turns into I don't know um, a way better version of Matt Moore, I can't think of any other undrafted guys that have ever like come in and played right away. Um, it's been since what 1970. Oh. Okay. Well, something like that. It's 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 been a while. It's, there's a reason for that, though. So I'm actually kind of rooting for the kid, though. I was actually I'll tell you this. I was actually kind of rooting for Matt Liner. <laughs> no, I've never rooted for Matt Liner. <laughs> they tried him out for three days. They gave him nothing in the playbook. He goes three of ten, throws two picks, gone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, they could pick up Caleb Haney since he was cut from the Ravens. <laughs> no, there's our there's That's already a personal way, attack. I know. There's already way too many bad quarterbacks out there. Let's just say that. So why not give somebody who's never had an opportunity like this before? Why not give him a shot? You pretty you, much have no other choice. He probably knows the playbook better than any other quarterback. No, and you just available to play you, right now. You I'm, just let Manuel develop, do as much as he can to get the ball to Stevie Johnson and CJ Spiller this year, and. You, you move on. Uh, well, I thought they were going to end up having to start manual anyway. I mean, it pretty much... It would have happened by week four due to injury. It just so happens that the injuries start in training camp from slipping on a mat for Kevin Cole. <laughs> as far as Kevin Cole, he... I don't know. Did you see the play where he got the concussion? Yeah, yeah where he got, he got... Somebody gave him a That was a nothing play. That happens 11 times a game. I know he wants to keep playing. Kevin Cole can, should not keep playing football. Uh, he's done. I'm, I'm fairly he, convinced he's done. He's got David Carr syndrome in the worst, worst way. David Carr. I mean, even like... At uh, least David Carr's still around. For sure. Well, I mean, that's even happened to a good quarterback, too. A la Steve Young, sure. Aikman. You know, I mean, it's just it's part of the game, unfortunately. Like, and, on, and, and on the week that the concussion settlement happened, maybe we should not be talking about this. <laughs> Jerry Jones saying, <laughs> I don't understand why they can't come back in the game. <laughs> Well, I'm sure he's really happy to have himself in the article saying he that. He called me Mr. Bone. He's fine. Get his ass back out there. I don't understand why he can't come back. There's no evidence. Wow. As we've learned. Um, all right, let's just get to the nitty-gritty. I mean, look, uh, if the defense is going to be any good at all, obviously now there's tons of questions in the secondary that we didn't have before. I thought their questions were at the linebacking core. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, their defensive line's pretty good. Their defensive line is great. Uh, Darius, uh, Kyle Williams, yeah. Mario Williams. I mean, it's a pretty good front four. Yeah, I, you know, uh, Darius, you know, he's healthy now. He, he's going to have to just be happy to push in the run game and let the guys do the other stuff and, and, and just not get fancy with his play. They're going to have they're gonna have a competent line. Smells like a... Uh, four to six win team, doesn't it? Uh, it does, unfortunately, for you Bills fans out there. And I, I like a lot of Bills fans. Uh, I have a lot of friends. It's just too much. They don't have enough talent. They don't have enough depth. It's just, I hope they give Doug Marone... Uh, they don't three. have enough stuff to do. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> they don't have enough stuff to enough do. Enough restaurants. Yeah, there's lots of snow. Uh, four and twelve. Uh, I have them at five and eleven. Oh, they can one out there at the end of the season. 
against Pro- whom? Who Pro- cares? Probably the Jets. <laughs> probably. <laughs> this is going to be a competition for two of the worst teams in the NFL. Our Miami Dolphins. Mediocre? A mediocre. Uh, they're, they think they finally have a replacement with uh, Marino and Tannehill, I think. Uh, I he did not have a bad that. year. He did not have a great he, year. You and I were both down on him. He's actually been a little bit better than I thought, um, to be honest with you, because I kind of was worried that he was going to be like a full-blown flame-out, and he doesn't look to be that. I think he's going to be a competent, um, semi-competent NFL starter. Well, I, I, I think he has, I, I think he has the, the weaknesses you would expect. We kind of thought that he had more problems forcing the football. It turns out that his biggest problem now is probably he just doesn't go through his progressions well enough. Now, I'm going to tell you a reason why I don't think this team is, is going to be very good. Even with all those signings? Even with all those signings, because that doesn't normally work out. See the Washington Redskins for about <laughs> five years with Chainsaw Dan. <laughs> Dan Snyder special. Exactly. I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to work out very well. And there's one underlying thing that I want to talk about here. You, you know, you, you give Mike Wallace all that money, right? Underlying problem in Pittsburgh was Mike Wallace not blocking what's supposed to, running a different route just because I'm Mike Wallace and I'm fast. You can reel that type of attitude in when you're Ben Roethlisberger. Do we think that Ryan Tannehill has any chance of reeling him in when it goes badly? I think that's a very valid point. I, I do, because you wonder, is he going to just kind of rest on his laurels now that he got the big payday um, and just run fly patterns all day? I mean, that's what, that's what I think that's what people kind of expect him to do, in a way. I mean, and, people and don't how expect does that this actually, thing to work out. And how does that actually help the football team? And, and they got rid of Devon Best, who wow. would have been, if, if there was one guy there. Who I like a lot. Who, who would have been able to reel a guy like him in. It would have been a vet, a pro, an absolute pro, an undrafted guy who just built himself a reputation, a guy just great on third downs. Devon Best would have been able to reel him in. I think that move was just not a well-thought-out move, and I don't know. I think there's been a few other moves that we can make fun of from Jeff Ireland. (laughs) Like what? I don't know. Every other move he's ever made. He's just a sensitive fellow. You don't want to say this to him, though. And no, I probably wouldn't say it to his face anyway. Actually, I think I'm bigger than him. But it doesn't matter. The point is, is if this goes bad, if this goes bad, okay, what do you fall back on? Lamar Miller and Daniel Thomas? Ooh, I don't like that. They're going to they're gonna be a great defense. There's no, I have no doubt in my mind they're going to be a great defense. They're going to lose a lot of 17 and 13 ball games. That sort of idea. And, and, I, and I think it's because of that dynamic. I do not like the dynamic on the offense. Well, here's the, here's the question. Here's why. And I, I agree with that sentiment. It's when you look at the Dolphins' offense, do they have an identity right now? No. That's, that, that answers your question right there. Do they have an identity on offense? They, they might have had one. Well, their identity last year is we're starting working quarterback, bear with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I think it's still in the bear with us. We have all these teams. Well, this year, this year they changed the entire personnel. No Reggie Bush. You know, by the way, uh, well, we'll get to the lines much, much later. I have a really interesting, I have a funny comment on Reggie Bush. <laughs> and why I think his career is not going in the right path. Um, 
I got them at seven and nine. Uh, I believe they are an eight and eight team. You know, they got enough talent to win some games, but I think you're right. I think it's going to be more of the grinded out. Hey, 16, 13, 17, 10. It's going to be a grind, but I think they're going to squeak out some victories. They're just, you know, there's a lot of teams like that this year that seem like in that, hey, you can make a case that they might sneak into the playoffs, and then you can also make a case that they're going to be 6 and 10. So. I, I I I do not think they'll make the playoffs, but I do. A, we have, I have a really crappy AFC. I, I better put this out there right now. I have the NFC having a full twenty eight wins over the AFC. Is that a bold prediction? It is a bold prediction. That the AFC. Remember, two years ago it was the opposite, but this year I think it's so bad. What Second bold. Like? I'm going to give you another bold prediction. When we're done with this, when we tell us, I'm going to tell you right now. I have two eight and eight playoff teams. Two eight and eight playoff teams. All right, I'm marking it down. Fair enough. Orion, we're going to move on to New England here. Is there any doubt in your mind that Belichick is just going to give another middle finger to everybody else and figure out some sort of new offense that'll make it work? It'll make it work, and it'll make it work because as long as you have Tom Brady, you can you can figure it out. Tom Brady's willing to do whatever it's going to take to work a new receiver in, get a rapport. He, he's been throwing the crap most of his career, to be honest with you. Yes. So, I mean, I don't think any of the big losses are going to really... They're going to have an effect, but I just think that the AFC is so weak that they're still going to be quite successful. You know, let, let's think about this. Let's think about the career of Bill Belichick for a second. He became a defensive genius first. <laughs> and... and <laughs> And then he decided, I'm going to figure out an offense with retreads and Troy Brown, a receiver, and a rookie quarterback. And I'm just going to have, I'm going to figure that out too. And then he developed a bunch of offenses that are based on short passes and, and running backs and guys like Shane Vereen, who is probably the new Kevin Falk, if you didn't know. And very good comparison, by the way. Thank you. And then he he was forced to learn the vertical passing game because they went and got yeah, Randy Moss. They're going to figure it out. And then they revolutionized with a uh, alleged murderer <laughs> and a guy who might never be the same again because his forearm is going to break any time you breathe on it. It's made out of glass. At this point, he is Mr. Glass. Yes, that is a bad movie from two thousand from the year two thousand called Unbreakable by M Night Shyamalan that we just referenced. So yes, we go deep here, folks. It's pretty deep. Yeah, the movie wasn't that bad. He had a actually couple, he had a couple was, worse clunkers than that. Well, that was it. Really went downhill. Lady for in the water. Come on, M Night Shyamalan really started going downhill. Actually, I would argue a little bit after Unbreakable. Yeah, well, I mean, although what, I did what, what, like what was, Signs, I did like Signs. I like the village. The village, um, I called it halfway through it. I did too, but I did enjoy the experience. It was it was pretty good. I I wouldn't say pretty good. I'd say it's like maybe above average. The village, it's watchable. Kind of happening. Yeah. Know, like, so uh, in other words, not like, like the last seven years. Yeah. So <laughs> what's your unwatchable? No, that's uh. You, actually, that should be his next movie. He should he should go from uh, Unbreakable well, and just just come out with a movie called Unwatchable. Something weird that I'm going to try to stick with my concept of having a goofy twist in every movie, and it's just not working out. Right now. So 
I, I'm not sure what else we need to do about the Pats other than I, I will mention that yet again as the draft analyzer is going to be coming out again within the next month. Pre-order it now. Yes, it's, it's only free. <laughs> I will start charging eventually. No, probably not. Um, Come on, you got to. You got to make them dollars. Rod Ryan Dowling got, got cut. He was part of the cuts too. Uh, 33rd pick of the draft, if you didn't know. No, uh, a couple of years ago. Glass. Another guy that couldn't stay on the field. And uh, shocking. So, Bill Belichick is just a good volume drafter. He's not actually a good drafter. He's just good at volume. One of those things, one of those myths that are busted. But this team this year going to be good. No Tebow? No Tebow. Still very sad about that. I know. Do you think he's going CFL? What else can he do? I, I, like, I know that's what everybody's saying. He should go to the CFL. That's the only way he's going to get back in the NFL. Do you know who's point. still playing the CFL right now as a starting quarterback? And doing well. Who? Henry Burris. Wow. He needs to go to the CFL. I was so uh, starved for football this summer. Like, I'm so glad we're having this podcast because but I feel like my <laughs> life has meaning again. <laughs> but I actually, I, I took the time to, well, I'm a company shill, so I was watching the NBC Sports Network and okay. they had the CFL package. They, they, yes, they have the CFL at NBC, too. Find it on your uh, local cable channel. Anyway, I went and watched, <laughs> watched a couple of days. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I got, I got orange glow he's, coming he's, on he's later. Done partying with Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the PCP, my favorite. Um, so yeah, he's got to go CFL. And as far as the team goes, they're going to be fine. They're going to be really good. They're Yeah, I got them in twelve and four. I mean, there's no question that. Um, they they are the number one seed in my opinion, just because the AFC is so wide open. Um, I have them as the number one seed. They as are well. my number one seed. So they'll be our official picks later, but yes, I have them as the number one seed too. All right, what do we got next? Uh, the Jets to oh. finish up the AFC. <laughs> I don't know what what sort of joke can you say about the Jets that hasn't already been. Said? I know. Well, okay, Rex Ryan, start getting your resume together. Yeah, uh, you're gone. So when you, you when you when you put in your starting quarterback in a meaningless game in the fourth quarter, and then he gets, and you know I love how he's trying to go the old Patriots way where they're not going to officially talk about his injury. It's an AC joint, okay? That's what it, it is. It looks painful, whatever. It's like, an AC it, joint. It, it looks painful. It's an AC joint, which means he's not going to be feeling good for at least three to four weeks. He might be forced in there and re-injure it if he takes any sack which on that offensive line, he's going to take a few. It's not as good as it was. It's older. There's still good players on the offensive line. So then when you're forced to play Matt Sims, and people are talking about Matt Sims being the starter, and, and people are like, oh, Matt Sims is great. He threw for 285 yards. He did that. It's preseason. It's preseason. He was 33 or 44. But that's still only 6.5 yards in the top. That's less than 10 yards of completion. I believe 8.6 to be exact. And he was doing that under ideal conditions. Those aren't good stats under ideal conditions. Well, I'm did, sorry. Did they, I think i seen... They just named Geno Smith the starter, I believe. Yes, they did. Okay, which I think is the smart move at this point. Although no, it's the only move. 
Hey, it's not a smart move. He's not ready either. No, he, he looks isn't. terrible. He pulled an Arlovsky for God's sake. For what they have, for what they have right now, it's the smartest move possible. Believe in your draft pick. I think Rex is willing to pull the trigger on Matt Sims at some point, though. I don't think the leash is that long for Geno Smith. Look, they cut Braylon Edwards. Uh, their number one receiver this year is probably going to be Clyde Gates by the end of it. Santonio Holmes says he wants to be on the field, but who knows? Like, does he even like? Know that he's a football player half the time? Does he, like, where is he? San Antonio Holmes. Yeah, I'll do the little Musburger. <laughs> yeah, but he, I like, he made one of the greatest catches in NFL history, and he has the talent to be a number one receiver. Sure. But it's just, he's never put it together. Well, no one's going to be able to throw it to him. This, this, I, I believe that, uh, like a lot of Rex Ryan teams, it's going to be a comedy defense. Uh, I think a uh, key player on them is the FU pick from a few years ago that we called, by the way, um, because, look, uh, Milliner's not going to be dominant. Rookie corners are never dominant. No, that's... Ever. And, and, that, and that's another idea, and they're going to need... They're, they're going to need them to be good, and yeah, so they're going to have a common defense, but how are they, they, they going to score points? By Leo Powell? Are you kidding me? No, they look pretty horrible. On paper, they look horrible. That's never a good sign. And on the way. field, they look even worse, and I have them at 4 and 12. Yeah. I got them at 3 and 13. And finishing, uh, it might end up with uh, Jadavian Clowney, though. Which is something they needed for like three years. Yeah, exactly. That's all Rex, and Rex is going to be fired, and he's not going to get him. Because he's going to be a defense coordinator next year. This is life hilarious. I know. <laughs> we'll move on to the AFC North. And we get to talk about the Super Bowl winning. By the way, there is one person here that got the Super Bowl winner Ooh. right last year. Ooh. And there is one person here that got the Super Bowl winner wrong last year. Although I was close with New England. Sir, how about you? We have a discussion here. Uh, we, we did a little pregame here. Yes. Let's discuss the Baltimore Ravens, the team you said would win the Super Bowl last year. They did. They did. And, and you believe in them, and I don't. Yes, and this is actually, in my opinion, still going to be one of the best teams in football. And my reasoning for that is Doomerville's a better pickup than you think. They still have leadership, even though they're losing Lewis and Ed Reed. I mean, you, I think. Well, let me interject on that one. On that point, I agree. That they have players there. I believe that they still have leadership. My concern, and I've watched them in preseason, and they look faster on defense, which is they a, a great a great sign. But they lost two very good heads. And now they're going to believe that Michael Huff is going to learn how they do things in Baltimore that quickly and become the next at read for that defense. I don't see it happening. I, I also, so on defensively, I, I, I think that you need, I really had a pro problem with this because I think you need to err on the side of respect for Ozzie Newsom. But I, I couldn't quite get there. Tell me why you got there. Continue on. Uh, well, I actually think that the offense, too, uh, is going to be phenomenal because you're going to see Rice, Rice and Pierce. They are going to be all over you. And then the deep ball, Torrey Smith, losing Pitta, 
It's huge for them, though. Like Roethlisberger in a bathroom all over you? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of all over you do you mean? I mean, they're they're going to be tough to stop, just like Roethlisberger in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, you're actually agreed. <laughs> uh, I still think their offensive line is solid. He's married now, by the way. I'm sure his family will do very well. I, I don't even care. He can anyway. be the only one. He's got millions. Uh, uh, yeah, he, like he cares. He didn't pay my buddy for beer when he bought him beer underage. Thank you, Big Ben. That's how I know you. It's not a cool move right there. I, I like. I just think you're still. I think Joe Flacco takes that step this year, where he will be considered an elite quarterback. I hate saying that. I really, honestly, hate saying that. Okay. Okay. So you think he's gonna make the jump from the twenty-three and thirteen guy and be what? Um. 30 and 10. 30 and 10. I, I think Okay, if he's 30 and 10 with that receiving core, you realize that you are saying that Torrey Smith is a true number one and, and not a true number two, which is... He does have a lot of Alvin Harper written all over him as far as like just going for the deep ball only. Anquan Bolden's going to hurt them. And remember, Jacoby Jones, Houston didn't want him because they didn't think he was effective enough out of the slot. Okay. And now he's the number two. That's why John Harbaugh gets paid the big bucks right there. Okay. That's why Joe okay. Flacco's a $100 million man. Well, we have, a, we have another team where we disagree like this later, which is going to be I'm awesome. Gonna, I'm gonna make, I, I mean, it's not really a bold prediction for me to say that I believe in the Ravens. I, I, I think I, it is. I think that's a bold prediction. I don't think. I think there's going to be a slight Super Bowl hangover, but it's not. they're still going to make the playoffs and win the division. Which I think is going to be more competitive than me. I just come down to two things. The heads on defense, and who is the second leader in catchers? It's a very good question. I think Dixon is going to show that he's more than Is it going to be Ray Rice? Because yeah, they're going to overuse him? You're going to see a lot of Ray Rice. Yeah. I, I, don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Look, Ray It's going to be very similar to how Houston's offense was set up for so long. You have your one. Uh, now, granted, I'm not. I can't compare Andre Johnson and Torrey Smith, but I will try here. Um, Torrey Smith, not Andre Johnson, but you, the theory is that you have one receiver, a nice stable of running backs, I got and you. an awesome quarterback. I got you. All right. So, uh, where do you have them? I have them winning the division, ten and six. I have them at seven and nine. I think that's a little bit of a bold prediction because I think they're still expected to be one of the best teams in the NFL. I, I, okay, well, well, let's do a hybrid bold prediction. That just like I, I'm not. They're the most well. They're one of the most well-run teams in the NFL. I just think this particular season is where you see a fall off. And then next year, I'm going to be picking them to go uh, 11 billion and one. <laughs> That's a bold prediction. 11 billion and one. I can't even say it without stuttering. All right, now here's a team that I'm a little higher on: Cincinnati Bengals. They're going to be good. I have them at 11 and 5. I have them as a three seed in the AFC. And let me explain why. I think, of course, they have the elite defense. Of course, they have the guy that now that everybody in America wants. And I, okay, first of all, Mike Brown complaint, though, which is why maybe you shouldn't believe in this prediction. <laughs> but, uh, but you can't put it all on an owner. How have they not re signed Geno Atkins to a big deal? I don't know why they've waited this long. They did it to Carlos Dunlap. 
They made it clear they weren't going to pay a couple other guys. What are you doing? Well, you got you pay him. You you pay him before HBO starts showing the show. You should have paid him then. <laughs> and, and then it was a real cute story that in the Oklahoma drill that he got blown up by Jermaine Gresham and he had that horrible playoff game. A nice story. Geno Atkins is the second best defensive tackle, second best defensive lineman in all football. And now everyone else is going to know it. Why do you not pay it? Why do you not pay him? Why do you not do that before HBO even starts well, filming? Well, that's the Mike Brown model. Um, I, I march to the beat of my own drum. I don't care what anybody thinks. We're going to wait till the last possible second to pay you. So, we're gonna try to so get let's recap my predictions. I don't believe in Ozzie Newsom enough this year, but I'm believing in Mike Brown. Yeah, that's a bold prediction. Wow. <laughs> if I, now you know I'm Polish. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know what helps, though, is the one smart thing that Mike Brown's done. And actually, as an organization, they've drafted well over the past few years. They've really built a nice core on that team. Well, it's, it, it, I think Marvin Lewis doesn't get enough credit sometimes. Well, here's the thing. They know they have limitations of quarterback. And we all know that you actually can make a nice, long, deep run with limitations of quarterback every now and then. You can't do it all the time. You mostly want the elite guys, or guys who call themselves elite the year before. In an interview. But did any quarterback <laughs> call himself elite this offseason? Because two years ago, there was an offseason interview of Eli Manning called himself elite. They won the Super Bowl. Last year, there was an off-season interview in, in the in the summer where Joe Flacco said, I'm elite, too. They won the Super Bowl. I didn't hear that this year. Maybe, maybe someone should have. I think that might be a good idea. Yeah, because they're two for two. They're two for two. But to get to the nitty-gritty with, with the Bengals, I love what they've done as far as taking the limitations of Dalton, and now they've built a bunch of options around him. Giovanni Bernard, you know, he had 40-plus catches in North Carolina both years, and he looks great as the perfect third-down back, situational back. Uh, so the law, yeah, law firm's going to get some the straight-ahead stuff. Bernard's going to get the rest of it. Eifert adds another dimension, and Gresham seems a little pissed off that they got Eifert. Actually, like he looks a little bit more hungrier this year. Like from what I've seen, I don't. I don't think we're gonna see him short arming, short arming balls in the front. That'll the wake you up. Again. That'll wake you up. So I like what they've built around. I think there's now there's an opportunity to not have AJ Green double teamed on every third down. I I don't even think that you're gonna have to worry about Andy Dalton trying to throw an out route in the 60, 16 to twenty yard range, which you know. I just saw teams playing a lot. I just covered two against Dalton in any third down because I knew that he couldn't attack the weak spots of a cover two. Well, now he's got options. So I got them at 11 or 5. Win the division. Well, I have them making the playoffs. I don't have them winning the division, obviously. They're going to be good. Um, they're stacked on defense. Offensively, I still think that Dalton is one of those guys that's good enough to get you to the playoffs. Year three now, we're going to see what he's made of this year, for sure. All right, Heck. We're done with the Bengals. Means we already got to talk the other Ohio team. Yes. I How do you feel about your Browns this year? I'm cautiously optimistic, I would have to say. I like a lot of the moves that 
weren't very popular here first, as far as like hiring uh, Joe Banner and Michael Barty and Chud, which I was all on board for right when they did it. Seems way more organized this year. Yeah. Uh, I think, though, that Mingo's a little bit of a question mark as far as the sixth overall pick. Well, um, I think I think Lombardi thought the entire draft was a question mark. And, and you know, a lot of Cleveland fans had a real problem with how they handled the draft this year, especially trading with Pittsburgh and all that. But what people don't realize is they bought themselves around for two different picks for next year. Absolutely. And next year's draft is supposed to be much better. You're not going to see three guards going top 15. That's freaking crazy. <laughs> and by the way, one's hurt, and we'll get to that later. But, yes, I have the same concerns with Mingo. I've, I've said it over and over again. I've, I've actually already said this on the podcast, but I'll say it again. Very limited player. Just a speed guy. He will beat lesser tackles and get a few sacks, and you're going to enjoy that but he's going to be taken out of the run game if he's ever in for those plays anyway. Look, they passed on this draft. They still got some players that could fill the holes they need. They got, they got a corner. You know, they got a pass rush. None of their picks look very exciting right now. No, yeah, not, no. None of them look good. They're, none of them are doing anything. By the way, is there a rookie that's standing out anywhere? I was trying to think of that right now, and there's really not. No. Yeah, there's no, there's not a lot of buzz on it. So that, that puts a little more credence on the idea of selling this draft and buying next year. You know, a lot of them are offensive linemen that were picked, you know, so high that are first round picks this year that you're just not supposed to hear about linemen in the first place. You know, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I, I think the guy who's been most impressive has got the most buzz and might be Kyle Long. <laughs> well, he, he was an athletic freak. It was just a matter of. We'll get to the Bears much later, yeah. but um, for the Browns, I, I agree with you. As far as how I feel about Whedon, which is the biggest story, you know, yes, I, I'm probably I'm probably going to write another 11 billion times this season that he's five months older than Aaron Rodgers over and over again. But look, that's all you were betting on anyway by getting a guy at that age. You're betting on hoping to have six or seven years, and Cleveland even hasn't even had two years in a row yet. So anything is looking up in that situation, and this is the type of offense that if Brandon Whedon, is, you're going to get your answer. You're going to get your answer whether or not if Brandon Whedon is going to be an NFL quarterback, and if he is, it's going to be in this offense. And I want to say one thing about Chud that I really like that sometimes you don't see, and we definitely didn't see in... Oh, by the way, maybe you shouldn't hire coaches just because you have a nice family friend. <laughs> Why is that? Because uh, Pat Shermer, not as smart as Fritz Shermer. <laughs> really? Even though Mike Holmgren likes them very much and know, knew him since a kid. I See, this is where... We'll get to this in podcast too. Well, well, let me let me get to this. Let me get. Let me Pat Shermer was a horrible head coach. I, I I watched all the tape last year, and the Browns had a bad record, but I attributed three to four losses to Shermer. Yeah, if you watched them all year, that's exactly what the story is. They had a lot of winnable games. I'm gonna make one last, my last point about Chud, and I'll let, then I'll just let you go. Uh, uh, You're firing me? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, you 
you know, I'm not sure if I can keep guys higher than high guns <laughs> that kill people. <laughs> but I really, I I like the Chudzinski. I I I like. Where, where, where's that sandwich from, the Chudzinski? I don't. It sounds like something you get from a <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It actually sounds like something you would get in Chicago, which yeah, is probably like, why I like, like it. Deli, I like deli yeah. sandwich, the Chudzinski. It sounds like yeah, yeah. I I went I, I went to I went to Madison. I'm a hot dog. Hey, I went to Madison and Michigan Bears, so I got myself a Chudzinski. Well, there was Polish sausage and all that on that. Oh, that the Chudzinski was delicious. They got the special sauce inside that uh, sandwich place on the corner. You know, you're forgetting about the bacon and the melted cheese. No, you know, every, everything in Chicago has got melted cheese and bacon. <laughs> uh, you don't need to say that, you know? <laughs> but in, in truth, I like the fact that Chudzinski, even though he's an offensive mind himself, former tight end, he played in the Catholic Catholics versus Convicts game in Miami. Um, and he started up as a tight end coach at Miami. Um he gave everything away to Norv. Like, I'm going to believe in Norv. And I'm, as much as I made fun of Norv as a head coach, uh, Norv is a good offensive coordinator. This is the system that you're going to find out if we know is good. I like, I finally like where they're going. They have depth issues, but I like where they're going. Yeah, I and I agree with that. I mean, it, it all hinges on Whedon. I will call out Trent Richardson, too, because he gets a lot of credit Everybody's like, oh, Trent Richardson's awesome. You know, around the league, you hear that thrown out there. Like, he's a very good player. Um, I was not overly impressed with this rookie year. I know he was hurt. Um, I know he's like a, a muscle with a helmet on when he's running out there. You know, he's so swole up. Uh, but I have vision concerns with the way he runs. He dances a lot. He doesn't hit the hole. Uh, there's really... The last time I seen that with a first-round running back in Cleveland was William Green. And that's... Two, thing, two things. I, two things. Two things. I'll tell you. Um, I've had a broken room in my life. Sorry about that. It sucks. And the fact, that, the fact that he got it so early in the season, you're never going to see it. And now he's there. This and, and what what it really affects is your conditioning. Yeah. All because you can't do because it hurts so bad. You can't do cardio. You put on weight. And he put on weight. And and look slow. Well, what do you think he was? But now, 235, 240. Yeah, know? and now he's going to be running at 220 this year, which is smart. I mean, that's he's he's got a big enough framework. I I do I have I think he gets done. a pass. I, let's he's, let's he's, not go William Green. I'm just saying, I'm smoking like, the green. No, what I'm saying is that the vision problems is what scares me. He had a couple of nice runs against the Colts, and then it was. Two yards here, two yards there, no gain, two yards, two yards. Like, it, it's a matter of a boomer bust. Either it's going to be a great running play or it's going to be nothing. So that that's vision problems to me. Like, he's not seeing the hole properly. So I am very concerned about that for the number three overall pick. Okay. So, I I mean, I, I do give him a pass on certain things, but he's almost as important as we is. Okay. So where, where do you have him? Well, what I didn't get to say was, their defense looks pretty amazing. Not bad. They look pretty amazing compared to what we've been seeing. Yeah. Uh, they're going to get to the quarterback. I mean, their front seven is 
very easy. I, 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 I feel good about how good Sheard has looked in his move, which I, I didn't think that was going to look like good. It's like a seamless transition. I mean, when he was scouted coming out of Pittsburgh, it's pure 4-3. Pure 4-3. Pure 4 And he had 15 sacks his first two years. Um, he could be a pro bowler this year, the way he's looking preseason. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but I, I, I got him at 7-9 right now. And I have him at 7-9 as well. I think the injuries are going to hurt them. All right, you got to talk about that other team. Yes, the the vaunted uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. Um, old, slow, uh, still have big okay. Ben. I, 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 the old thing doesn't resonate anymore. They've gotten rid of a lot of the old. Um, I can see how this game, this season will be a rehash of last year. In fact, I have it as a rehash of last year with them finishing 8-8. Eight but I have them making the playoffs because the AFC sucks, and I have them because in there because of one of my favorite statistical odysseys that has no backing whatsoever. And being the guy who likes to have strong statistical analysis behind an opinion, I like the fact That's that overrated. I, I like <laughs> the fact that I have something like this that I can believe in, at least for now. So the two in one out two in one out for the last dozen years it's got to continue so they got to be in i don't even want to put them in i i wanted to switch them in baltimore i really did but i'm not going to defy the statistical oddity they're they're going to be in yes the offensive line is going to suck they still it's going to be rehash of last year uh Robinsburg is going to miss a couple of games the running game is going to suck uh it's going to be intermittent play from the offensive line uh, it really sucks that I have him to cash out because he really doesn't look like the same player that he did in college anymore. But they're going to figure it out in other places. And I really thought that, that, that New Orleans stole a good player in the, in, in the defensive backfield, but they brought back William Gay, who knows this stuff. And I think Dick LeBeau is going to figure it out. I think Dick LeBeau could take, like, you and me. I'm pretty sure, like, you think you and me is like, okay, you're going to do this on these five zone blitz downs. You just do that. And you and I would be effective in the NFL. <laughs> uh, let's not get crazy. No, I'm not crazy. That's how good Dick Lobo is. He is pretty awesome. He'll still get me and Nate, and they're going to make the playoffs. Well, I have them similar as far as record goes. I don't have them making the playoffs. I am at 7-9. and nine. I think that... We're in agreement that they will be injured, horrible offensive line, secondary questions, uh, will Big Ben stay healthy, how's the running game. I totally, total agreement. I just think that the magic's not going to happen this year. And then two losing seasons in a row, Mike Tomlin's on the hot seat. He would be next year. It's, 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 would be, it's too much of a... I know he's got a Super Bowl. It's too much of a national team for him to not immediately be in the house seat as they miss. So if you're right and I'm wrong, yeah, he'd be, he'd, he would be. So we'll, we'll see. I can't ever rule them out, though, because they, they know how to win. That's bottom line. Well, then we get to move on to yet another crappy division, the AFC. Ooh, there's, a lot, the, <laughs> there's a lot of thinkers over there. there is. Oh, my God, we got two of them left already. Uh, AFC South. Start with uh, Houston. Thank God we get to start with a team that's good, finally. <laughs> Except they're not really that good. They're okay. They have they have God playing defensive player of the year, J.J. Watt. Phenomenal. 
Uh, I mean, he goes with six sacks and has and, and Pro Football Focus and and Pro Football Outsiders still figuring out whether or not he had the greatest defensive season of all time. And I'll let them battle it out. All I know is what I saw on the field. And look, I, you know, I, it, it's a new reality in this world. I, I might be a married man, but if there's certain things that J.J. Watt needed to get on the field, I, I might. <laughs> and, 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 and be J.J. Watt, I, I might be persuaded to help him out. Oh, my That's God. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you got issues, buddy. I, he's just so fun to watch. He's awesome. So, like, you know, if he's a little depressed for a game. I, You know, I'm just saying. I'm not saying one way or another. All I got to say is I'm you just solidified so one thing. If I ever need cheered <laughs> up, I'm calling somebody else. <laughs> That's perfect. It is. It's <laughs> but, a purple world. <laughs> But can we think of another team that's always guaranteed to make the playoffs, but not guaranteed to make the Super Bowl? Did you even think that they were going to make the when you were when you were going through this? Did you have any inkling of going? Yeah, I could see a situation where Houston will make the uh, Super Bowl. No, no, no. I, I, no, I, I was they, they were a lock for a playoff. It's just guaranteed the uh, one win, one loss, one win, one Who loss. Is he a goner if that happens this year? No. Because how do you get rid of a guy that's making the playoffs every time? It, you know, it's, it's a circular argument, but it, it's a fair argument. Chicago's pretty close to that. They kept, I mean, Lovey has a pretty good record. And game. Houston's too damn hot to care. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's too damn hot to care. <laughs> they're, more, they're worried about other things there. It's like, oh, I'm going to go get a lone star. We have way too many people in this thing. <laughs> I'm going to get another lone star. Yeah. Uh, can I have a shiner box? Who's this guy? Shab? He sounds like Shiner Bach. Keep him. <laughs> no, but, but as far as the team itself, as wow, if Cincinnati and Houston have to play again in the playoffs, oh, I'll throw up. I don't know about you. I mean, I mean, okay, we've had enough of the unimpressive quarterback derby. Yeah, well, it's hard to say. Oh, I. It's playoff football. It's not watchable. Houston and Cincinnati game would almost not be watchable, just because there's no drama in their series either. Oh, by the way, I like to mention a couple of JJ Watt stats, since you thought it was so crazy of me to say what I said. He had 18 bad passes last year, uh, second with eight. He had uh, 20 and a half sacks, which was the most by three, four in the league. Uh, running to his side was an average of negative point two yards an attempt. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. Negative. You go. You yeah, run. You bad. you I run know. to his side. Negative. Negative point two yards. Well, you lose lose eight inches. It's not even a Peter North. <laughs> but it's still something. Uh, it still matters. <laughs> it still matters. <laughs> it probably is a Peter North. Anyway. Alright, then. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm speechless. I'm rendered speechless. I agree. I mean, Watts, 
basically the best defensive player in football right now. All right, before this goes off the rails, I just better say 10 and 6, win the division, 4 seed. 11 and 5, win the division. Don't care what seed they are because they're not making the Super Bowl. Okay. Colts, the, uh, by most statistical measures, the worst playoff team in NFL history. <laughs> but here's the crazy thing. I think in this crappy AFC, they're not, they, I don't think they have any chance of going 11 to 5 again. No, they have a puncher's chance of making the playoffs. I have them missing the playoffs by tiebreaker at eight and eight. But let me let me explain. They still have nothing on defense. Still have nothing. No, just stop. Don't start any argument by trying to tell me that they have something on defense. They they actually got rid of Jerry Hughes. They traded Jerry Hughes. That's how bad the defense is. Like, when you realize that someone that bad can't even contribute on your defense, <laughs> your defense is terrible. Huge bust. Terry Hughes. But, I, there's a big issue with the Colts and not a lot of people are talking about. Offensive line? Nope. That's going to be slightly... That's going to go from terrible to bad. Uh, luck was a little bit overrated rookie season good, but... No, no, I don't think it was overrated. I think that, that offensive line is properly rated. But, he's now playing under offense with Pep Hamilton and not Bruce Arians. There's no Bruce Arians was coach of the year. That was not an offense that you should run with a line that bad. Pep Hamilton's offense, oh, the offense he ran at Stanford for two years. He was his offensive coordinator at Stanford. He is now going for an offense he didn't know as a rookie that wasn't suited to his strength. And now he's going to an offense that he knows perfectly. Well, and I have to say, when I seen him in the preseason game against the Brownies, he looked masterful. In his he looked like the Andrew Luck that everybody was saying. Hey, this is the once-in-a-decade quarterback. Now, because it even is so bad, is I going to equate to more victories on 11? No. Even if it's good, it's not going to even get to 11. Okay. I got him at 8-8 eight and eight and missing the playoffs because, my God, the defense is that bad, and then they moved to the 3-4, uh, and they, they did a little bit better by getting Jean-Francois and I believe Franklin and Yeah, Eric but those Walden. guys are just uh, they're plug and play guys that knows that defense. Yeah, they're just they're three or four guys that are they're just eh. You know. They're yeah. lunch pail guys, they're they're not going to be game changers, which they they don't have on defense at all. It's really funny though, uh, because they were running that offense under Bruce Arians, but yet according to Pro Football Outsiders they had a positive forty seven point two percent DVOA in Max Protect. You give him just a little bit of time, and he's gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna tear you up. He's gonna tear you up. So I like Andrew Luck, I like his team. I just don't like him enough to get him back in the playoffs. Well, it's kind of weird. Barely. The career parallels with his predecessor are similar in the aspect that. Oh, by the way, they're by, all by, by the way, as 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 fans of the Browns and Bears. How much do you hate the Colts from the quarterback situation? For like just the, it's 
I, it's sorry, literally no, going no pun intended, but it's the basically lock. going on forty years. Yeah. At least I got actually Gary Hoogaboom. Gary Hoogaboom. Who moonlighted on Survivor in his post playing career. That was hot. Yeah. No, I didn't watch it. I didn't. I, didn't I have no idea what happened. Dallas loves him too. Um Look, all I know is the team will be really bad if Andrew Luck is knocked down 122 times again this year. Well, that's that's my big concern. It's just their defense is so terrible. Um, I still think that there are questions on their offensive line. They, it, they luck alone will make them. In my opinion, I have them at nine and seven, but I don't have them making the playoffs. I think we're we're thinking the same. We're drinking the same Kool Aid on that one. That they're and what I was saying before, like. The career parallels with Peyton Manning is is Luck going to be one of those guys that's going to have a great offense and no defense at all? Is that going to play him in his career? Right. And that's what it it looks like it's trending that way. So and we'll, we'll see, but I don't have him making the playoffs. We have to talk about the Jags. We do. Yeah. But I do have to give you a new theory. Oh, great! I love theories. You, uh, and I took credit for this, but you did actually uh, coin the phrase, the emotionally shattered Wayne Gabbard. And how this has not come on nationally yet, I have no idea. Oh, it's, it will. It's, it's the perfect term. But, I have a new theory. It involves another Jags quarterback. <laughs> the Chad Henney line. The Chad Henney line. Yes. What is the Chad Henney line? It's like the Mendoza line of football. Explain, because I like this concept so far. Well, it's a judge of your defense, actually. It's not a judge of quarterback, even though I'm using a quarterback name for it. It means sort of are you a contender? And while you judge where your contender is, if you played Chad Henney, would he look like an NFL quarterback? Oh, I like it. If he does, you fail the Chad Henney line. Okay. So <laughs> it's really for the, for the defense. Yeah, yeah. So if Chad Henney looks like Chad Henney, you pass. Okay. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Now, there is the one fluke game where he, re he came in after the Gabbard injury and he actually tore up Houston. <laughs> Showed flashes. <clears throat> but... This is a long-term commitment idea. Still, that's how you judge your defense. You should. Every defense should have Chad Honey come in for a week. And if Chad Honey looks like an NFL quarterback for that entire week, not just a half of football, an entire week, well, you better start judging your personnel. Oh, I like this a lot. Now, out of any of the defenses, is there one that you could that might have to go with the Chad Henney line here. Like, any of those fringe defenses. Would the Browns be a good candidate for the Chad Henney line? Let's see what they're made of. Yes. Uh, other, you, you want to you start considering the Chad Henney line if you think you're on the fringe of getting better. Because it will be a good judge if you really are or aren't. So, the Titans would be another good example. Where they have all the offensive issues, but they're not. But you can't really tell how good the talent on that defense. But you don't know but, how exactly, exactly. The Titans should go get Chad Henney for a week. <laughs> I just feel bad. You know, Jacksonville's horrible when he's still on the roster. I hate to say it. 
and is a possible contender for still ending up a starting quarterback. I hate this team not only just because I believe that they're going to be called in London silly nanny. <laughs> By the way, in honor of the Jags and the NFL and their marketing campaign, today, during this podcast, I'm drinking London Pride. Yes, London Pride is the beer, official beer of this podcast. <laughs> I hope, um, you know, I hope there are fans, this doesn't mean any disrespect to any fans that might be listening in England, all zero of you. Um, Eleven. Why are they trying to market, every time they try to take NFL International, it just it never works out. It's not an international game. I know they're trying to branch out and make even more money than they have, but it, it's never worked. They've been trying for 20 years. To get it, to get NFL global, it's not a global game. It's a it's a good barnstorming tour type of idea, yeah. but it's not a good <laughs> long term plan. They pique the same interest as the Harlem Globetrotters would if they took them internationally. Yeah, except that most British fans of sports would consider fo- American football to be the Washington Generals. Yeah, of sports. So I agree with that. I. They, there is that um, traditional football snobbery that comes along with it. And, and they, they've got their game. That's fine. Well, that's fine. I actually enjoy it. I'm a, I'm a Newcastle United fan. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I know it sucks. But, you know, I thought you were more one. of a Man U guy. That's, uh, well, Man U is my backup, actually. My, my second theme is Man U. It's, they're, they're just awesome. But uh, Newcastle is actually my favorite part of the country since I visited there. A lot of the favorite scotch they have uh, comes out of the waters that, that comes around Newcastle. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool. I dreamed of being there. They, uh... <laughs> I, that's hot. Man. But in the... It's talking about the Jags themselves. I mean, you know, you, you talk about the, the other terrible thing about them, and they, they actually listed Denard Robinson as an often OW on their depth chart. And... <laughs> Which means he's not ready for any position. Right no, now. and the thing is, they've got him. They got him a ton of touches. He was fumbling in practices, and then his stat lines in the preseason games are like ten carries, thirty yards; eleven carries, thirty-four yards. That's a weapon. That, that's that's terrible. That's that's drunk. Uh, that's that's Bam Morris high. Is what that is. <laughs> Three yards a carry, really? I can do that. I, I, I'm Tim Worley. Tim Worley. But this, um, uh, there's no reason to go into this team too much. I got them at three and three. Um, they're going to be competing, unfortunately, for one of the worst teams. Although I think Gus Bradley might be okay um, if they lose enough games to get the number one pick. Um, I don't see that. I have them at five and eleven. But I, I just think like uh, MJD going to have a lot of work to do here. And I just uh, what else stands out on this team? Uh huh. There you go. I say they the lose Blackman for four games. Yeah. Oh, a weapon. Yeah. O.W. means, ow, we have no weapons. <laughs> it's not offensive one's weapon. Yeah, he, he's a real player, but they got to protect the Gabbard. The emotionally shattered. Blake. The emotionally shattered Blake Gabbard. Ooh. This will seal his fate this year. I hate to say it. Because he's been so fun. Being, it's not the NFL if he's not starting quarterback right now. That's sad. It is sad. Let's move on to the Titans. Another block team, huh? Ugh. Is this a Jake Locker make or break year right now? How could it not be? 
That's the obvious question. Um, you, know, you, you and I made fun of this pick in the first place because of the simple idea that if you're not accurate in college, you're not going to be accurate in the NFL. I don't know how this was missed so badly that he became such a high pick. I don't understand how... Rep athleticism. Uh, fine. Whatever. Well, these these are the top athletes in the world. Every single guy that's on the field has athleticism. You know, Except for Vince Wilford. He's just <laughs> huge. He's like a refrigerator out there. But well, you, you know what I mean by the point. It, it's just, come on. And you definitely don't want to fall in athleticism out of a quarterback because mobile quarterbacks generally don't work out. As sad as, as hard as that is to admit, and as, as much as we don't want to admit that that's not true, uh, it does tend to be true. Well, you might get a little bit of a stretch of greatness, and then it, it, it's never been sustaining. And Jake Locker just, he, he didn't do things well. On third down last year, his DVOA was negative 38%. <laughs> and then they do dumb things like bring in Sean Green for over $3 million a year. I, I just, why? What are you doing? You do not, if, if, if you've learned anything about the modern NFL, the idea is you never, ever, 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 pay your running game. Ever, 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 ever. I I agree with that. I mean, that, that you could have Kerry Rhodes on your team. They, they, they could have Kerry Rhodes on their team for what they gave Sean Green. Kerry Rhodes is still free agent today, by the way. That's kind of surprising. Yeah. Uh, they need a little bit of safety help, don't they? You would think so. I'm guessing the reason that Kerry Rose didn't sign is because, just like every other veteran, he's only getting $1 million deal. Well, you're Tennessee. You need a massive amount of help. You could have paid him three years, $7.5 million. And they don't have anything behind Chris Johnson. You know, that's the depth sign. I mean, that's why, you know, that's where general manager, those are the kind of moves that make or break a general manager. So you can't find another guy that runs directly in the line every time? Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of those. Yeah, his name's Sean Green. Yeah. You're paying him over $3 million a year for three years. Well, that really comes back. There, are, there is some talent on this team. Where? On defense, I think Zach Brown's going to be solid. I mean, he had a pretty good rookie he year. He got lost in coverage. But he showed flashes. Yeah. I mean, he showed flashes. I mean, Kendall Wright needs to kind of pick it up a notch, although he had a lot of catches. Um, they gave him 4.6 yards carry to number one running back last year. Uh, they done anything to make that better? Chance format. Don't give up. Well, oh, the, oh I got you. So, um, not that I can think of. Okay, but they're they're front four like they they have nobody spectacular, but they have a bunch of solid guys on their on their defensive line, and that's why they're going to be six and ten. That's where I have them as well. Yeah, I agree, they're both a blah six and ten team. On to the AFC West. Wow, another wow. It's it, another, it just sucks. I'm glad we're finishing up with the NFC because at least we're going to have some energy by the end. <laughs> If we if we had started with the NFC and then went AFC, boy, if, if the last division we had to speak of for this whole thing was the AFC West, I'm not, <laughs> we might have just had like uh, monkeys doing Morse code at that point. <laughs> uh, 
we will start with uh, Denver. And despite all their problems, that offense is going to be really good. Uh, yeah, I, th they're not going to have a pass rush. Uh, and this is my big concern why I do not. I'm, spoiler alert. I don't have them making the Super Bowl. Even though a lot of people have them in the Super Bowl contenders for two reasons. Uh, you, at one, some point you got to start betting against Peyton Manning. And, and the other point is that I already had a concern about what their pass rush would be on non-obvious passing downs. And now Von Miller has gone for six games, and I'm you really gonna hope that Robert Ayers is gonna get yeah. more sacks? Uh, there's not much there as far as that idea. Now, now the offense is gonna be almost impeccable. I don't know if it's gonna be impeccable. I know it's gonna be solid and. It's going to be very good, borderline great at times. There's going to be games, I think, where Peyton Manning looks like he always has, untouchable. And I think there's going to be some games there, though. Now, remember, I was down to them last where year. It's not, going to be on the, it's not going to be on the field that much, though. That's a question. Is the defense going to, is the defense going to be able to get him the ball back? But when he has the ball back, he's now back to himself. And remember, the reason I did not have him make the playoffs, and I gave a big caveat. I said that I believe that he was going to get hurt and it wouldn't work out. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> now, and and even the stats say so. Uh, his average average throw um, first half of the season was about eight yards. Second half of the season, nine yards. Adding a full yard uh, on everything, he's getting stronger. He's getting better. Now you take a guy who's a who would be a natural if he was with them for four or five years, but I think he's going to be able to do it. And within this offseason, Wes Welker for sure. And he's basically got two Wes Welkers, so he's got the same Wes Welker option with Eric Decker on the other side. And Marius Thomas is a perfect, perfect addition. And their trio running backs are getting figured out. And yes, this might be the year that Noshan Moreno looks like a quality running back because of his pass protection. The other two running backs aren't as good as in pass protection. As he is, I just do not see anything missing on the offense. And look, they lose go find one in the division. Well, the, that, well, that's it right there. The, the, their division's so bad. You know, they might blow a game here or there. You know, they could end up going five and one in the division. That, that's that's why I see five and five and one. You know, they, four, I can even I can four, even, I can buy four and two. And, 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 you know, the way their schedule plays out, I, I can actually see them starting badly and just taking off. I, I just, I, I got them at 11-5 and won the division. You want the problems. I had them, before these problems, I had them at 13-3 and three again. Well, I, I think that's... And then I took two wins off. Their front office is a party. But then the AFC side. Okay. Yeah. Von Miller, there's a lot of distractions there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of a mess organizationally right now. The pass rush, I took off one win. The organization, uh, the uh, frat boy uh, parties that are going on, I took another half went off. And then just the idea that the pass protection might not be that great in certain situations, I took another half went off. Because uh, talent-wise, Hillman's the guy who should be running the ball right now, not Monte Ball. <laughs> Hillman should be guy should be guy running the ball right now. I just don't know how he's going to do. I think they'll be forced to play Moreno in situations that he's yeah, I think all three of them are going to end up playing big chunks as the season goes on. 
I, I if there's one team that's going to get three guys over 110 carries, it's probably the Broncos. Yeah, because I mean it's going to be a mix and match and see what works in what situation. Uh, but I, you basically have an offensive coordinator out there, so it doesn't even. It, I, then I'm with you. The running back situation will work out. They got weapons. I got them winning the division, but I got them at nine and seven. I think they're going to. Well, it's a hit. terrible division. Yeah. So, uh, we'll talk about the next team in the division, the Chiefs. Now here, uh, here's the bad AFC uh, striking again. Look, it, this was not a two and fourteen team. They got Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Thank you. One of the worst just, coaches ever, head coaches. Great no, just great. one, of, just one of those guys that are. Uh, I don't know how he got so much time as being a head coach when it was clear that he was definitely a coordinator. Great, great coordinator. And he's great, and and Some the players and, and, and the players love him, and they love the schemes he runs, and he's brilliant in that. He I mean, just can't, he just can't handle the whole shebang. Well, and then like the whole mess last year with Javon Belcher, like. Like I, I feel bad for him because of that whole situation. Um, however, there is talent on this team, and adding Alex Smith was the big offseason move. Uh, Andy Reid also very big offseason move. I think that they're going to be very good, actually, just because of how bad, how bad this division is, and how bad the AFC is in general. I think that Andy Reid's going to be able to get enough. That is, although we are kind of thinking the same on Kansas City. Um, Charles getting hurt a little bit is concerning. Is it possible that Kansas City goes 5-1 in the division as well while splitting with Denver? Oh, yeah. I definitely can say, I, I, I just think the Kansas City... While, while the fact that, Denver, uh, that Kansas City is not quite there yet, that they're not great outside of the division, but still... Doing something. Fortune's got to favor somebody in the AFC. Look, they're not going to be the team that's tied for the most turnovers in the league again simply because they have Alex Smith. But yes, he's kept and checked down. He's like a he's like a RoboCop version of Trent Edwards. <laughs> like a little bit better in every way, but still pretty much a captain check down. But that's okay. And, you know, watching him, and I saw him staring down... Dwayne Bowe lovingly already, which means well, if you're a fantasy player, by the way, fantasy players, take Dwayne Bowe. Alex Smith loves Dwayne Bowe. Like, like it, it might be a little, uh, might be more than platonic. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, might, it might be. I don't know. I, I, think that, I think the whole Mormonism says that he can't do that, but the way he was staring at him, I'm just saying. Well, look, look Andy Reid will turn Jamar Charles, Charles into the next Brian Westbrook. That was the first thing I thought when when he was hired. And, and he will throw 65% of the time, but he will utilize his talent in the game. And Jamal Charles might have like and, 70 catches this year. And there's some holes in this team, and they don't have a great run of it outside of their vision. Especially since you know, I, I got him eight and eight, but I got him in the playoffs as a five seed. Well, I have him at nine and seven. 
I am making the playoffs. I just think like there is one team every year where fortune just smiles upon them, like Indianapolis last year. And would it be funny that since no one's on this bandwagon this year, that this is finally the year it happens? Yeah, well, everybody was on the KC bandwagon last year, and that's how it goes. Whenever you're on the bandwagon, teams tend to cramp out, and it's that year after when nobody, everybody's sleeping on them that they bounce back, and I think that's the, that's going to be the script in Kansas City this year. I think so, too. I, I think it's a, it, I, I think Andy Reid is a, a, this is a nice place for him to restart. Um, Absolutely. They, I'm a little concerned about how much day and he like barbecue. <laughs> well, maybe that was the deciding factor. I mean, they you might think they about that on the They actually page? might use, by the end of the season, they might actually use the cart to roll them out like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> Instead cool. of Leia, it's just his play card in front of him. Yeah, it's Alex Smith. Poor <laughs> 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 oh, God damn, I just, had Al- I just had a visual of Alex Smith in the Leia bikini. <laughs> oh. You poor, poor man. Oh, it's not good. I gotta, gotta choke it back. Hold on. Mm. Yeah, right there. Ah! Oh, I got a little. Th- some of your. I got, uh, got a little throw in my mouth right now. Take a swig of that. London, London Pride brought to you by Roger Goodell. Uh-huh. Like that? That was. I, I'm trying to teach myself how to be a company show. Hey, gotta have something to shoot for. Told you, you've been amazing before. You're the pitch man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, can we just combo talk about the Chargers and Raiders? Please? That's fine because it's both <laughs> the same level of poop. <laughs> well, no, no, it's not the same level. The Chargers are a better level of poop <laughs> <laughs> than the Raiders. A better level of. Poop. Oh, by the way, I I do have a career accomplishment that might be better than anything else I've done. I've I've talked to Chris Collinsworth. Listen to the podcast. Uh, Shameless plug. Yeah. I, 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 I warned everybody as soon as that happened that there was going to be no end to my shameless plug okay. for that podcast. Of it course. Was so enjoyable. That man knew so much about football. It was just great. Uh, it was just great. But the Raiders are the uh, NFL's version of the Triple A They look pretty horrible. They're going to start Terrell Pryor. That's one. And they signed Matt Flynn. Oh, no, are they traded for Matt Flynn? I don't... It doesn't matter. It's Matt Flynn. Um, and Matt Flynn had a career accomplishment against the Lions' pass defense. Everyone remember that. That 480 yards came against the Lions' pass defense. Well, if history repeats itself, mm-hmm. the guy that ends up replacing Matt Flynn usually ends up being pretty good. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, however, it's Terrell Fryer. Oh, who by himself admitted that he just learned how to throw a football. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that hard. <laughs> oh, I got to circle this back. The career accomplishment that I was talking about is that I uh, I wrote an article about the Raiders and, and how badly they have managed everything. And I wrote a follow-up article about how getting rid of Amy Trask was the, the closing of the coffin of the Al Davis era. Uh, I got hate mail from Germany of a German Raider fan group. Wow. Yeah. That is pretty awesome. First of all... Maybe there are British people out there. Well, I knew that the Germans loved American football because the Berlin Fire was the most... uh, uh, had the highest attendance always in Europe. 
Oh, I think it might. Like, but how do the Raiders get involved, and how do they find my article? And I love the oh, the, it said uh, it said something like, "You are misinformed, Raiders great, stop!" Like you can tell, like they didn't know English very well because of the writing. It was like three sentences, uninformed, Raiders great, don't know what you say. I loved it, and by the way, I love you, Germany. I love your beer. And, and, and we, seriously, we keep, keep, keep getting, keep bringing me the hate mail. I love it. That's fine. That was great. That was a great career accomplishment. I got hate mail from a that different country. That is so random. Ah, it's so good. It's so random. And that's a great thing about Twitter. Yeah. That's a great thing about Twitter. Like they just got heckled from somebody in Mongolia. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, There's people there? <laughs> they have cell phones? <laughs> I'm really worried about what happens, uh, you know, when I make fun I'm of someone else. <laughs> the Congo doesn't like me. <laughs> um, I, I don't really want to talk about Marie. Uh, they they suck. Darren uh, McFadden has never had more than 223 carries in his entire career. He's never played more than 11 games. Uh, they don't have a go-to receiver. Uh, they traded seven other defensive starters. And just when I thought they were on the right track, they up Miles Burris. And they, they cut everybody. And just when I thought Reggie McKenzie was doing the exact right thing, and just and just taking his crow and, and just taking the forty million of dead money this year, so hopes that you can be good by two thousand fifteen. They wasn't paid Seabass. crap load of money. Uh, you don't pay kickers ever. Kickers are, uh, yeah, he's the greatest long kicker in NFL history. But he's still very average from every other range. So, unless you're hoping that, well, maybe that's the plan. The plan is that they might get to the 50 and see that. <laughs> see, and now you're thinking <laughs> like a GM already. <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking like Reggie McKenzie. Yeah, 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 like, this team is not good enough. We're never going to see the red zone. I'm going to be kicking 50-yard field goals. I... Uh, I, I think uh, next, probably, next bowl, probably truer than you Next think. bowl prediction. Next bowl prediction. All right. Seabass. Sebastian Janikowski gets at least three tries to break the longest field goal record this season. While the team finishes 2-14. and 14. All right. I'm marking it down here. So three attempts at field goal record. 2-14. and 14. I definitely think they're in, on clowning watch right now. Yeah. Um, they are definitely a contender because, frankly, you look at this team and you just go, But you have them having a much better record. Yeah, I, I was even surprised myself when I looked this over. I go, I have them at 6 and 10, although they're probably going to be way worse than this. But that's why i got to stick to my own prediction. Uh, Chargers don't have any receivers. I've got them at... Um, There's just so many bad teams in the AFC. I just couldn't... i, I got the Chargers at 5 and 11. They're, i got them at 6 and 10, too. They're the same level of... Just, and now they really have no receivers. <laughs> you Robert Mason turned out Rivers at all? Yeah, yeah, he's I know. Get yeah, murdered yeah. again this year. Well, he had two. He had two offensive linemen retire early, and then a real, he realized what life was like with not having good protection. So he had a terrible year last year, and now, and and they've had attrition on offense uh, all the way from Sproles to LDT to Vincent Jackson. The, the, the game's getting older, and they've done nothing. 
We haven't even attempted to upgrade. What What are they doing? <laughs> Everything, yeah, they always seem to pick some kind of defensive lineman, it seems like. Yeah, uh, Corey Legion, uh is legit. Yeah, he's solid. I mean, he's good. Ingram's, Great. Ingram's hurt. Great. Show Merriman didn't work out. You don't have Phillips anymore. Larry English is one of the worst draft picks ever. <laughs> I got him 5 and 11. That's the playoffs. 6 and 10. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Feel bad for any Chargers fan. Alright, folks. That's the end of the AFC. We'll be back with the NFC very shortly. Thank you for uh, listening this long and Actually, if you're still here, you can just listen to the Chargers. Actually, I disagree. What are you doing here in your life? You're just listening to the Chargers. Yeah, it must be the Germans listening. <laughs> it must be the Germans. Yeah, yeah. It must be the Germans. Um, uh, NFC coming up here shortly. Thank you, everyone.